Welcome. Welcome to the Age of Organizational Effectiveness. This is a podcast that explores stories about organizations and their performance. I'm your host, Charles Chandler. This week we're up to episode 82, and I'm calling it Vending and School Spirit. We have a special guest today. It's part of our series that delves into business organizations. So let's dive in. I'm joined now by Matt Miller, founder of School Spirit Vending. Uh, welcome, Matt. Hey, Charles. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Hey, it's great to have you. You have a private firm called School Spirit Vending. Um, tell us a little bit how you got started. Wow. Um I've been in business doing a variety of things here over the last, I don't know, 20 years or so, but I was on the side always. Previously, I was an Air Force pilot uh, for nine years. I was a a corporate executive um, in the advertising space for um, a, a good period of time, about a decade or so. And along the way, I just got really frustrated with decisions that were being made that were completely out of my control and realized that the only way for me to take control was to start doing it on my own. So I started doing some things on the side here probably 12, 13 years ago, dabbled in selling books on Amazon. I collected aluminum cans for a while because our family was in a pretty bad spot financially because of some decisions that were made corporately and stumbled upon this whole idea of vending when a buddy of mine from church one Sunday mentioned that he and his young daughters had gumball machines and it was something that they were doing together as a family. And so initially I started with a traditional bulk vending route, candy gumballs, eventually jumped into toys and stickers and temporary tattoos in about 125 businesses around the Houston area. And then um, had been doing that for about a year and a half, two years. Then 07 and 08 hit. And with the uh, the crash in the economy and the markets, people started or stopped going out and frequenting a lot of the businesses where I had equipment. And so I was looking to find a way to boost revenue uh, for the amount of time that I had despite the economy. And right around that time, I had several young kids come knocking on my door selling stuff for the local school fundraiser. And I thought that was odd because I didn't know any of the kids. Uh, So they were essentially going door to door to strangers' houses to raise money for their schools. And because I had spent time in the print advertising world and because of my experience in vending, I thought, man, what if I was to do custom stickers for schools with their mascots and their colors and all that type of stuff? and uh, put sticker machines in the school where the kids are all the time instead of worrying about kids actually getting to my locations and my equipment based on whether mom and dad took them there or not. So we did some early testing. A buddy of mine was an elementary PE teacher in West Columbia Elementary, uh, southwest of Houston. Uh, The testing was off the charts, and that was the beginning of what we know today as school spirit vending. Uh, Today, we're a franchise with about 106 franchisees in about 40 states around the country. We serve uh, over 3,000 schools nationally and are absolutely growing like a weed right now because of that. Yeah, that sounds great. When did you actually start the firm that you now have, School Spirit Vending? Uh, actually, 10 years ago last month, so um, 
about a decade ago. And you were in vending in one form or another before that, uh, is that right? Correct. So tell us about the equipment. Uh, I know equipment is, is certainly part of the vending equation, and you had a good bit of experience in that area, although perhaps um, you didn't develop your own equipment early on, but, but how did you get into the equipment side of it? Um, well, one of the benefits of bulk vending equipment is the fact that there's no electricity. You don't have to worry about circuit boards and all that, so it's very, very simple uh, because it's all mechanical. And I'm not an electrical engineer. I'm not an electrician. I had no desire to fit to understand all that in order to work with uh, the locations and the equipment that that I was looking into. And so this was a shortcut for me because it was very, very simple and was something that even I could do despite not having those that background. As far as our equipment, we, came across a vendor, a supplier here 12, 13 years ago that had a, a piece of equipment that just absolutely fit my vision for where I saw vending going. And so um, we started working with them way back when. I don't actually have anything to do with the equipment today except for we've got a long-term relationship. In fact, I've intentionally kept myself out of the equipment business just because I don't want anybody to ever think that our business is selling equipment. Our, our business is selling stickers and deriving revenue from those sales. So our franchise team works directly with that supplier for all their needs. And then we focus all of our attention on the actual product that goes in the machines. So your market, your target market is the schools. And tell us a little bit about the schools themselves and Sort of their interest in this side is it is it all the way from elementary up through high school we do most of our work with the younger kids uh, the older kids don't tend to interact with our machines um, initially though my thought was to do it in high schools and junior highs um, and that's my was my initial thought and the initial focus when we got started a little over a decade ago but we found out that it was the younger kids was really our sweet spot um, as far as the schools are concerned, every school in America needs extra money and they need volunteers or lack volunteers within the school. And so our program fits a need uh, because the school doesn't need any volunteers to do what we do. We, we do all the work. And, uh, of course, we provide them funds in the form of a check based on revenues on a monthly basis. So it ends up being win-win it provides revenue or funds for the schools to help you know them accomplish the goals that they have it allows our franchise team an opportunity to derive income in a, of a passive nature that requires very little maintenance on a regular basis except for going out and and replacing product and rotating product every so often and then of course because we developed the program over a decade ago um, we get a little bit of every single transaction that occurs uh, as a franchise. So it ends up being a win-win-win situation. And in the process, um, it is a, it's a pretty easy sell oftentimes in the, in the school environment because we're essentially giving them free money. It's just another revenue stream for them, and, and they're certainly short of revenue streams in, in many cases. 
what about the product you sell? I know it's evolved a bit over the years, and and maybe School Spirit stickers was the start, uh, but I think you other you have other items uh, besides that as well. Yeah, we do. You know, the School Spirit stickers and the customization is our foundation. It's kind of our golden arches, just like McDonald's. That's what we know them, or that's what represents them. That customization is what represents us, and nobody else in our industry does that. But otherwise, we also create a lot of additional product for our machines, specifically for the kids in our schools. Um, The goal being to provide value to those kids on a multitude of levels instead of just providing them a sticker. So we have a bunch of series that we've created specifically for that environment that over the years we know sell and sell well that the kids uh, are interested in. Each, each vend, each sticker comes in a little cardboard folder or sleeve. We're the only ones in the industry that actually print on that sleeve. And so we get, give kids added value there in the form of, of games um, or, or educational type, type things, activities. We also developed a comic book series here about three and a half years ago called Marlin and Percy. Um, I was inspired to read as a kid reading comic books, and I kind of looked at the landscape in the comic book industry here several years ago and was like, man, all the trends are towards adult themes and that type of thing. Wouldn't it be cool to develop uh, comic characters, et cetera, that are values-based that mom and dad can can know that little Johnny and little Susie are getting good stuff? Um, as they're reading instead of who knows what. So initially, those characters showed up in little four-panel comics, kind of like a Calvin and Hobbes on those on the folders. Um, since then, we've created eight, soon to be ten, full-length comics. Uh, we've produced several full-length children's novels as well, and and have you know are in the process of beginning to inspire kids. Um, with our machines being the foundation to read in a unique way, just on top of what we do with the vending machine themselves. Yeah. So the vending machines, do they handle all the products that you have or uh, what about the, the, the novels, I guess that you're, you were talking about. Well, uh, Marlin and Percy just show up on those, on the cardboard. Um, but we do give away comics in our machine with giving the kids access to a URL that with parental permission, they can download an ebook online. Um, Marlin and Percy themselves right now are available you know, on Amazon or at MarlinandPercy.com. Um, we actually have recently been picked up by a New York publisher and sometime uh, this next summer we'll actually have published uh, copies of several of the books or comics that we've created over the years um, that we'll be able to utilize in doing reading to the kids, you know, in the libraries and schools across the country, uh, doing assemblies where their kids and their parents can be invited to um, to encourage uh, entrepreneurship, uh, reading, writing, and art. So that's kind of the next phase of what we do. Right now with our machines, we purely sell stickers and pencils, but those folders and and our ability to print on them open up an entirely new world to us that we're really starting to develop now. So 
tell us a little about your your operation, your staff, your how do you do your cartoons and graphics? Do you have your own staff for that? I, I was a solopreneur for years up until about two and a half years ago. Um, I am still the only full-time employee of School Spirit Vending or SSV Franchising. Um, I have a number of other employees or contractors that, that work on our behalf. We've got an entire graphic design team that is spread out all over the country that does the graphic design work sp- directly for our franchisees as new schools come on board and we need that design work done. Um, the entire team is decentralized. Most of what we do today is handled via video conference or uh, you know email or an app that we use called Voxer. Uh, which is essentially a voicemail that works like texting. And um, yeah, it's kind of kind of neat to to be in the world that we are today, where here I am and in, in my office, I call it EIEIO here in Central Texas where, where we live, that I'm able to to run and manage a nationwide team right from here. And not only with the franchisees, but also with the folks that work in support of that team. So tell us about the franchising opportunities there and um, how that fits in with the entire uh, school idea. Do some of your franchisees end up being faculty or other actors in the schools themselves? Uh, on occasion, we'll have a, a teacher or a, a school volunteer or a school administrator that hears about us and decides that they want to start a franchise to supplement what they're doing. Though the majority of our team are are you know families that are looking to start a business that they can potentially do together. Um, it's moms and dads who are looking to create secondary income streams on a limited time commitment and don't, um, you know, can't afford to walk away from their full-time job to start a business. Um, so they partner with us because we've got a proven business model with a decade's worth of experience. And it's something that on a couple of days a month, they can put together to supplement what they do. Um, I would say about a third of our team, this is all that they do today because they've built the business up big enough to where they choose to do this exclusively. But then the other two thirds, you know, are are continuing to pursue their careers, much like I did for years and just putting this together on the side. Right. Well, sounds like you've been very successful over the last 10 years. Uh, Where do you see this going in the next uh, few Well, I anticipate that within the next two years, we'll be completely sold out of territory here in the United States. As that's occurring, we are continuing to grow the the Marlin and Percy and the reading and inspirational side of what we do. We've also recently started a a website and a podcast called Inspire a Kid. And in that podcast, we're providing inspirational stories uh, of kids um, who are who are having a positive impact on others around them or adults who are inspiring kids in some way, shape, or form. We anticipate in the next couple of years that we'll have an entire curriculum and support program that uh, schools will be able to utilize uh, if they choose to. 
um, in encouraging, uh, you know, the kids in their schools. Uh, for now, that's just a value add on top of what we already do with our machines. But I anticipate eventually that there will be some sort of subscription model probably that schools, you know, can subscribe to or families can subscribe to with some of the content that we create. Um, the same thing with the reading um, and representing not only our authors, but also other authors that work in the kids space that kind of fit our philosophy. So I, I anticipate a lot of other things occurring as time goes on, as we build on top of the foundation that we have, which is our machines. We're in kind of a unique place in the schools, Charles, because there's a lot of other companies that do fundraising for schools. In fact, I have my own podcast called School Zone Podcast, where I interview and highlight and give those companies and their founders the opportunity to share their stories in, in the hopes of helping them grow their businesses and helping educate the schools out there of what's, what's available. But, uh, so yeah, there's there's a lot of opportunity there for sure, and um, we're just we're just having a blast doing what we do, and and helping schools get a little closer to where they need to be without all the headaches of a lot of the other stuff that's out there. I'm, I'm guessing you also have young children, or did have uh, when you got started. Uh, have they also been involved in the business? No doubt. Um, our two oldest are in college. My oldest son, Zane, is a junior in college at Hillsdale College in Hillsdale, Michigan. My oldest daughter, Sarah, is a sophomore at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. And we still have our youngest, Rebecca, who just turned 16 and is a junior in high school. Um, they have all been actively involved from the very beginning. In fact, our business our, our first mantra is family is our foundation. And so we encourage family involvement every step of the way as we've involved our kids. And like I said earlier, many franchisees see this as a way to build a business together as a family, to learn entrepreneurship together um, and to create, you know, multi-generational entrepreneurship instead of just teaching mom and dad how to run a business. My son Zane at 10 years old was our very first graphic designer because after I paid a couple other graphic designers an exorbitant amount of money to do some work for me, I realized that that design was going to be extremely expensive moving forward. So I bought an iMac. I bought the Adobe Suite. My son Zane traded two hours of working in a good friend's yard, mowing his yard, for training on Photoshop and Illustrator because he was a trained graphic designer. And slowly but surely, Zane learned the world of graphic design. His sister, Sarah, has done the same. In fact, Zane was recently asked by the head of public affairs at his school to work for the university and helping with a lot of their marketing because here he is, a 21-year-old, with 10 years design experience, working on thousands of design jobs with hundreds of customers, just as part of mom and dad's company and us creating an environment so he could learn at his own pace and also you know, have a means to, to derive income along the way. And uh, so it's really cool to see them grow in that environment and now kind of spread their wings and, and have the ability to do some other things along the way as well because of the experience that they've gained being a mom and dad's business. It sounds like you have a niche that's grown over time and that's that's 
very specific and built around your capabilities and your interests and your values particularly and the school motif what other things that we haven't talked about would you like to leave our listeners with uh, as we as we round out this uh, this segment I, I would just tell your listeners that you know it is possible to create a company in your own image and I one of the things that has brought me success over the years, Charles, is, is I've kind of looked at where everybody else is going and chose to go my own direction. And because we've been willing to do that and kind of buck trends and buck thought process in, in the people with the people around us in many cases, we have been able to create something that is very, very unique that people, when they hear about it, either get excited about it and want to be a part in some way or not, um, because it has our own personality to it. And that is much of what has attracted not only the franchisees to our team, but also many of the schools that we work with is because of the values that we represent and the fact that we do things very, very different than many other companies out there. So I would just encourage you know your audience that if, if you're looking to, to create an organization in one way, shape, or form to not be scared to create it in your own image, to realize that some people aren't going to get it and aren't going to share that vision, but if you're willing to, to stick with it and stick with it long enough that you will find people of like mind that will want to come along behind and to share that vision and to help you grow whatever it is that you choose to grow. Well, that's a great message, Matt. Uh, where can people go on the web, I guess, to find out more about you and your company? I wrote a short ebook here a couple years ago called Live Your Dreams, the Top 10 Reasons Why You Need to Own a Vending Business. And uh, for anybody in the audience who would like to learn a little bit more about vending or a little bit more about what we do specifically, they can go to ssvbusiness.com slash organizational and uh, we've got a landing page set up specifically for your audience um, and the opportunity for them to reach out um, if folks are just looking at vending in general i also recently published a course called vending secrets to passive income and uh, they can find uh, that course at vendingsecrets.net and for 97 dollars uh, they get you know benefit of my 13 years of experience in the industry and all the shortcuts that that experience can bring uh, if they're looking to potentially pursue vending in one way, shape, or form. Okay. Well, we'll put some links to those uh, items in the show notes. And uh, thanks very much for being with us today, Matt. It's been a great pleasure and all the best in your endeavors as as you go forward. Yeah, Charles, thanks for having me on again and uh, God bless you. And that's it for this episode. Join us again next time when we'll again explore stories about organizations and their performance. In the meantime, you can explore all of our podcasts at our website, ageofoe.com. And that's all for now. So long.